Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, this is Anita, and this podcast is talking about me. I suppose it's a get-to-know-me, the podcaster, the reason, or have started Black Menopause and Beyond. And I suppose it's a bit strange for me, really. I'm not necessarily, I'm not really used to talking about myself. I'm more used to um, interviewing people and talking about what they do and what interests them on topics that they're an expert on. So this podcast, this moment in time, it feels a bit strange for me talking about me that's not something <laughs> that I, I don't I don't normally do that on air so my name's Anita Powell I'm the host of a new podcast called Black Menopause and Beyond so firstly I'm 47 47 years young I'm a mum of two absolutely lovely teenagers um, and I am a founder of a community radio station in the town that I live in and I also also a community worker, I work in community projects for all different types of people. I'm a radio presenter on the community radio station that I founded. And I do all kinds of community initiatives and, and including around the menopause. I, I formed an online menopause group in 2019. Um, so I've been exploring the menopause since about 2018. That's when it actually hit my radar this particular change in my life uh, wasn't something that was just a light switch, really. I just presumed, I think, up up until 2018, that you just wake up one morning and it switched off. <laughs> and that's it. Nothing else happens. And then I was absolutely horrified in 2018 to discover that a lot of women, in fact, a lot, a lot of women, go through a transitional period, which can last for some women between 10, some women it's just five years, some women between 10 to 15 years. And I was horrified that I'd only just heard about it. I was absolutely horrified. I thought, why on earth am I hearing about this now, 2018, that I have got to go through potentially a decade of transition. So I was absolutely horrified in 2018. I, I started to explore the topic so for me, I noticed changes in me in 2018. I noticed that my hair was definitely changing. That was the, that was the first indicator. Whoa. So my hair is quite thick afro, 
very thick afro, and it was an okay length. Um, and all of a sudden, my hair was becoming thin, all over thin. And that body had gone, um, it was breaking, breaking more often, my hair. So I noticed a difference there. And as well as noticing that my energy level, my skin, my um, menstrual pattern, all were changing. All changing. And one of the things I also noticed was the conversation. I noticed that things were just changing amongst my peers. I know, I still remember ooh, in my 30s that a lot of women were talking about kids. Either they wanted kids or they had kids and were raising young or you know teenagers so all of a sudden the conversation changed <laughs> it was either teenagers driving them mad <laughs> um or it was about achy joints and tiredness and being fed up and being kind of like Ugh, that kind of, Ugh, kind of oh my word this has been so long um and then the subjects around hair was different hair was thinning and, and um so yeah loads of conversations that I noticed had changed the narrative around being female amongst my peers had definitely changed and I noticed that more women were talking about changes <laughs> um I, I also uh in 2000 I think it was 2018 it might be 2017 actually I went to a TED talk and there was a fertility speaker um, talking about the fertility crisis that we are actually going through now. Did you know that we've got a fertility crisis? And one of the things that women need to be armed with, all women should know, is when their mum and grandmother started the menopause. Because that is only an indicator. It's not a guarantee. It's an indicator for your um, menopause because some families women go through menopause early and that's just an inherited trait so if you have a family where that's an inherited trait you should kind of know about it when deciding what to do about children so you can be informed and it just kind of set me off really thinking wow the menopause is absolutely massive as a topic to the point where Women just presume it's it's just going to happen. It's a light switch. It happens when you're old. But we are younger at an older age now. Um, once upon a time, the menopause is, was an indicator of death. <laughs> that cheered you up, didn't it? An indicator of death. Because a lot of women, after the end of menopause, very often died. Um, I, I don't know if that was due to social environments. I presume so, because we live longer now. So the menopause was, was a indicator of end of life, but clearly in this day and age, if the average woman has goes through the menopause, well, I, I read different stats, so it's between 49 and 51, the stats I read. I think within the UK, um, stats are 51, but I think one of the issues I have with regards to the UK is that they, I think a lot of the research has been done on Caucasian women. It hasn't been done... Um, incorporating diversity so and I hear from I've read studies from all over the world where women from different diverse groups have a different menopause age but I digress 
Um, so yeah, so 51, the average age, I think, for somebody to live to in this country now is the late 70s, early 80s. So that's, that's like 30 years. Um, of life after the menopause that we go through so it's not the indicator of death it's not the indicator of life it's just it's actually halfway through your adult life if you become an adult when you're 18 and then you go through um, the menopause you start to go through it in your perimenopause in your late 40s that is 30 years or so so it's actually halfway through your adult life <laughs> you still have another 30 years to live. So it's really important, I feel, that we explore the topic and get to know more about it and also understand how it affects different groups of people because the menopause, even though it represents change and it is a biological change, there are so many things caught up with it with regards to social taboos, cultural taboos, um, and also there's so many different scenarios that contribute towards the menopause. So there's, you know, medical, so many women are going through this and we don't know, we, you know, loads of cancer survivors and things like that, they've survived a really hard time and then they've gone through forced or medical menopause and that lasts for a long time. But, you know, I think these things are not spoken about and it's, it's, it's a shame, it's a real shame. I hope to explore topics like this within my podcast. So in 2019, um, I was pondering and pondering and pondering. I just decided to start a menopause group and I started the Bedford, Bedford Menopause Support Group. It was an online group and I had all these ambitions of kind of... Um, actually, at first I didn't have ambitions. I just thought it was a way where um, I'd just get a bunch of women to meet up for a drink or for tea or coffee or meet down the pub once a month just to talk about it because I realised after doing research that it was about self-care. A lot of women may need assistance from the doctors um, with regards to conditions but the majority of women get through it through, through self-care and through little to no interaction with the doctors. So it's about being in a space where you're informed on how to do self-care. And I thought actually the best way to do self-care is to get women together and to share and discuss their feelings and thoughts about the topic and about how, what they're going through. And maybe also just release some of that inner stress and anxiety that the menopause might be contributing to. So that was 2019. Nine, 2019, I started my online group. It got media attention because ITN News came down to Bedford and interviewed a few women who were part of the group, so that was quite um, that was quite a compliment, really, to um, be um, discussed on national TV, on national news. So that happened in two thousand and nineteen. In two thousand and nineteen, the first event I put on was a conference type thing, um, and I had speakers who were just different types of speakers. So they were people who spoke about their experiences, they were people who worked in a professional area, they were people who offered services that relieved. So I just found people and brought them together and got them to talk. And I, I was really lucky because everyone volunteered their time. Um, and I also was really lucky because the Higgins Museum in Bedford also donated 
location to me. It was a lovely location. And I think we had, I think the capacity was, I think, just under 100. And virtually all the seats, majority of the seats were taken, I, I think. Definitely over three quarters of the seats were taken. So I felt really privileged that the, the women and organisations at Bethel got together to support what I wanted to do. Um, and clearly there was a need to have this discussion. And yeah, it was it was it was really good um, event. I then started to organise some face to face events, and I was donated luckily um, a cafe opening once a month, and we had some good meetings there. And women gathered together to talk about the menopause, and we also had um, professionals who offered services um, turn up and offer um, taster sessions, and it was a giggle. It was also a space to talk about how we felt and and to, just to talk about the topic and share feelings and thoughts. So I, I feel really privileged. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. In early 2020, February 2020, date for February, in fact, I organized another conference. And I was so blessed. I had a um, gynecologist speak. I had um, a BBC radio presenter Nana Akua I think she now heads up um, she's one of the head journalists on GB News which is a new news service which is starting up uh, and I also had fitness instructors and I have had a local health shop participate I had a really good set of speakers who um, oh, I also had TUC, the trade union, come and talk to the women about your rights in a working environment. It was a really good session I had. And I put on, and, it, and I was in, supported and endorsed by the Borough Council. And I just received loads of support from the community um, in Bedford, the town I lived in. So I feel truly, truly blessed. In 2020, I was nominated as an everyday hero for starting the menopause group. I started in 2000 and 19 for the town that I live in Bedford. I didn't win, but I was nominated and I feel quite privileged for that. Unfortunately, 
not long after this event, because this was February 2020, COVID hit and I got it straight away. And it just knocked me for six. It really did knock me for six. And not only was I really poorly, I didn't have to go to hospital, luckily, after I was sick. So I had long COVID, I think, for about 10 months. So I was continually coughing, and I just felt achy. I felt achy at night, achy during the day. I just, um, I did slight walking, I felt achy. Um, I just felt achy, full stop. And I felt a lot of pain in my chest and everything. And that was for months and months afterwards. It's been a year now since I had COVID. I've had one of my jabs and I'm feeling a lot better with regards to the long COVID. But I do know that I'm suffering because my fitness level is the worst it's ever been. So I'm struggling because I'm so unfit. So I've put on weight. And I, during that time period, I just couldn't. I couldn't function to do um, the group. Um, I just couldn't do it. I was just too poorly. Now I feel a lot better and I need to get back, get back in to address my issues that have been um, raised. Just get, I need to get back into it. I need to um, get fit because not only, I, unfortunately I'm a sufferer of high blood pressure, I'm overweight. I'm, I'm menopausal. By the way, I'm perimenopause. I don't know what damage COVID did to me. I know at one point uh, I did go into the doctor because I was I was feeling all these palpitations in my chest um, during the long COVID period, and I literally felt I could sit and just feel my heart pumping like a hundred miles an hour, and I could feel I could I could just feel my heart. I could hear my heart. My um, my resting heart rate was oh was shooting like mad. It was really really high, so I knew that something was going on. Uh, and I've been to doctors about it, but because of what's going on, it's not really. I'm not really getting the attention that I feel that I need with regards to my heart. So I need to self care to address that to when times are better, when it can get that attention. But also, I have missed a bit. In the summer of 2020, I was introduced to a lovely person called Nina. And we've met online. We've never met face-to-face. But Nina was looking for people to start an online group to start the conversation around, around black menopause. Now, black menopause is not a group designed to exclude people who are not black. It's designed to add black women to the conversation because the conversation is basically is not including black women there's a presumption that the women who are speaking represents all women but the conversations aren't necessarily engaged it's not including them as part of the discussion it's not including black women as part of the research it's not including things that affect black women with regards to cultural food, the different types of hair, possibly the different cultural taboos around that topic. That's not included in the menopause discussion. And that's why there was a need adding black women to the conversation. And it's also, I noticed there was a lack of other representation. I absolutely loved my menopause group that I started in Bedford, but I was fully aware that even though I live in a very diverse town and that the groups were started by me, a woman of colour, there lacked representation in the room. And that saddened me 
it really did sadden me and so Nina I met Nita, Nina online and together what we're trying to do is add the conversation of women of colour and add the conversation of all women to be honest with you um, and that's the reason why I've called the podcast Black Menopause and Beyond because it's about it's about looking at menopause through my eyes as a woman of colour. So I will be interacting and communicating with all diverse groups as well as non-diverse groups. <laughs> then as well. So it's the minority and the majority I wish to have this discussion with. But it's through my eyes as a woman of colour. And therefore it will, be influ- it will influence the conversation, it will influence the questions and it will influence my reflection on what's been said and what um and what's been done um and that's the reason why it's called black menopause and beyond and also i want to incorporate midlife because a lot of women not all but a lot of women the midlife experience is also contributing to the struggle of menopause so that's that's aging um self-esteem relationships you know (laughs) even things like your weight as well i i've put on a lot of weight over covid and i'm i was heavy to begin with so the combination of menopause covid and also having a struggle anyway a lifetime struggle it, it for me is part of my conversation and i've noticed that a lot of women who are having a conversation on, on menopause they look like they do pilates a couple of times a day and their bodies are a temple and they look very bendy <laughs> I don't see many women who are talking about menopause who look like me, who sound like me sometimes. So for me, it's not just about talking about my colour, it's about talking about other people's colours as well. Um, it's talking about other conversations which are not being included, such as women who, are, who have a disability, um, the LGBT q plus community or females who belong to that community um it's also about talking to them about what they're going through but it's through my eyes it's that it, that's what menopause black menopause and beyond is about it's about looking at the topic through my eyes i also aim to incorporate interviews with professionals health professionals or people who have lived experience and just have discussions really discussions which i haven't really seen much of because i know i know one of the things that which helps manage menopause is exercise but like i said earlier i'm a, I'm a big woman i'm a large woman and i've noticed that even though i was quite confident before even when i was large before i could go into gym and exercise i'll be honest with you i'm not comfortable walking to a gym now and exercising and part of the reason why is because i'm aware that people do judge you People do look at you, people will devalue you in that that space. And I know loads of women do things like boot camp and things like that. But I do boot camp. I have done boot camp. I wouldn't do one now because I feel so unfair. Um, I don't think I feel comfortable to do one now. And I think when I did do a boot camps, I did go to gym. I think I had the confidence to know that even though I was a larger woman, I also was physically fit. You know, I was stronger than average woman. I could actually run. Um, even though I was a large woman, um, and I exercised a lot. I exercised between two to four times a week, varied from um, long long walks to gym work, um, to aerobic videos, and also to Zimba, Zimba classes. So that 
ability to physically deliver activity um, gave me the confidence that even if I was in a space with someone who might judge me, you switch the music on and I'll shake my, I'll shake my booty so hard that, <laughs> that it'll be a workout for your eyes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I did that and I was confident, but now I don't feel confident. I don't feel confident going to that space. I do feel like, you know, if I had to do floor work, it would take me about an hour to get up. <laughs> With a combination of my aches and pains and and like, uh, the lack of stomach muscles, I think I would struggle. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I want to have these conversations um, and talk to different women about their experiences and talk to professionals. And that's what I want to do. So what I recommend to you all is to like my social um like my social media also like and follow my podcast links so that whenever i do download the podcast you will be able to listen that's what i would recommend to you so um this is anita powell the host of a new podcast called black menopause and beyond and i so thank you for listening 